Hey, what's going on, Gunline? How y'all doing today? It's your host, Danny Lopez here, and I want to welcome you all to the Gunline Podcast, where we shoot the shit like we did back in the past. So pop a squat, because it's about to get hot. We're on the Gunline now. So today on the Gunline, I have a good friend of mine, been knowing him since 2005, and just so y'all know, full disclosure, this is the third fucking time we tried doing this shit. Don't even count how many times we restarted this shit. Anyway, with that being said, the man with the master plan... Lee Hunt, baby. Welcome, Lee Hunt, to the pod. Going on, baby. What's going on? You know what I'm saying? It's the one and only. You can't clone me. You know what I'm saying? Back then, they did want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me, baby. You know what I'm saying? What's good? <laughs> good old fucking Lee Hunt over here, acting like Lil Wayne, drinking on a nice Dos Equis. Yeah, man, I got to stay away from the coronavirus, so I got my Dos Equis going right mm-hmm. now. It's the only thing that can fight it. That and some limes, so. You well, know what I'm saying? I can Shout out to Dos Equis. <laughs> That's too funny, man. That's too funny. I, I would if I still drink, I'd probably be drinking me some Shiner Bock, just because it's Texas oh, man. beer. I feel you, man. But if uh, if I really had some, man, and I, if, if I wasn't trying to go cheapo so I wouldn't get repo, <laughs> I would definitely have some Jack Daniels right now. Oh, word. See, I can't do the liquor anymore, brother. I can't do the liquor. Oh, man, oh. I love Jack. Jack is it's so good. Oh. But like I said, man, you gotta go cheapo so you don't get repo. Yes, sir. I mean, shit. You want to go cheap? We can go back to the military special vodka. That shit was nasty as fuck, chief. No, you know what we can go back to? Caps Blue Ribbon. Back in the day when it was like four ninety nine for twelve. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, with everybody that don't know Lee Hunt, uh, he is a former thirteen banger, and uh, he's out the army now. But you know what? Let's go ahead and let Hunt go ahead and tell you a little about himself. Come on, Hunt. Let us know what's the story, brother. All righty, man. So I'm a natural uh, native. Texas boy, you know, I was born and raised in the great nation of Texas, uh, entered the army from Texas, uh, 2002, July, 2002 to, uh, was this April, 2019 is when I got out, man. I actually got, uh, medically retired, not separated, retired people. I have my blue card. Yes, sir. From the army, man. I did, uh, I did four deployments to Iraq. So it was, uh, 03 to 04, 5, 6, 8, 9, and 10 to 11, right? Yeah. Damn. So like, yeah, I know, man. You got a couple like, of, uh, stripes on your motherfucking right arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this was like going all the way up to my shoulder and shit. <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah, man, so I did, like I said, did those four deployments. Uh, man, I had good memories with a lot of people on all the deployments. Oh, yeah. Uh, that first deployment, it was it was, it was was crazy because it was the initial invasion. There's a lot of shit about that that people don't understand. The second one that I was on with you, it was a great deployment. I felt like there was more camaraderie, mm-hmm. if I said that word right. Amongst uh, the enlisted corps mm-hmm. back then in that 0506 appointment, because a lot of us still stay together right now and oh, we yeah. still talk. Like, and it just so happens that like that deployment from the 05 to the 2011, you know, I was in the same unit, right. and like a lot of us, I guess we, you know, a lot of us we have our clicks, but we still stay together. But right. it, it seemed like the eight, nine, and even the ten and eleven, it wasn't as tight as it was in the. Five or six, if that makes any sense. Right. I mean, well, uh, I think a lot probably had to do with it that you guys stood it up. Because, I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of foods came from 316 or from other units to start up 277. It was like in December of 04, I think y'all started it up, right? Because mm-hmm. I got there mm-hmm. in April of 05. So, and it was still barely standing up. Yeah. I think, like I said, I don't know, but it was just like a real, that camaraderie that we had in that battalion, in that battery was one of the best, if not the best I've ever had in my whole career, man. That's just because I was there. That's just because I was there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I think we had one of the finest first sergeants I ever had in my career. He set the standards, at least for me. He set the standards. You know, Top was on top of his fucking game, and I love that, man. Uh, Yeah, he was... He, he was like, there's a couple of things that he did that I actually that I actually did too within my career because mm-hmm. I, I patted myself after him. Like, even though like he made fun of me because like true story, man. Like when I went to PLDC, mm-hmm. that's what it was back in the day, right? Right, right. So he had he had to take me, and I was almost underweight. I was like almost <laughs> almost under tape, man. And he was just like dying laughing because of that shit. Right? <laughs> but one of the things that he always did, and I always made sure I did too, was like I always went and I sat and I eat lunch. I had a soldier go to. Uh, it wasn't. It was, they they changed it from PLC. It was PLC PLCC man. to WLC to yeah the BLC now. Shit. Yeah, it's like BLC now. So I actually went and I ate lunch with a lot of my soldiers. Hell yeah! And like yeah. I said, and what I what I did for the longest, I didn't do it every day. 
Cause I, and I know this is going to sound corny as fuck, but it's actually truth, man. It's like I said, I did pattern myself after him. Mm-hmm. Like I did say the NCO Creed in the morning to myself when I was uh, in the mirror. Cause I remember he always did that shit when he talked about doing it. Yep. So, like, there's, like I said, there's, there's, I, I did some of the stuff. It is what it is. It is what yeah, it man, is. Yeah, man, had a great time. But I mean, it was good times, you know. We learn from our mistakes and we move on. <laughs> so yeah. I just I, I enjoyed my time there at two seven seven. Um, it's funny because I started with two seven seven, and then I finished with two seven seven out there in fucking um in Carson. in Carson. Yeah, you all right? I got right a question there? to ask you. Yeah, I got a question to ask you when we get offline. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we'll get to yeah, that right about now. about Carson at two seven seven. All right. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, it's just if you know somebody. I don't want to say nobody's name right here. Uh, just go ahead and shoot it on here. Oh, wait, you're yeah, you're, you're right. using your phone right now, ain't you? Yeah. All right, yeah. well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it offline. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll chat offline. <laughs> we'll, we'll, have to leave, we'll have to leave the net. All right. So we'll have a small break off and underneath the net. Right. But fucking, um, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, like you said, you had, what, four deployments, right? Yes, sir. That's yes, what's sir. up. Um, what do you think you are? You know what? Let's, let's structure it this way. Out of all the deployments that you had, which one stood out the most? The most was my first one. And that was, like I said, that was the 0304 win with the initial invasion. And because there was just like so much stuff going on. And I think I was because I was so young, man. Like there was so many memorable moments. So, so like <laughs> I was at Camp PA, right? And that, and for anybody that knows what was going on during that time frame, that's when that, that sergeant threw the grenade in that tent, right? Right, right. And so, like, <clears throat> like I slept right through that shit. I did not hear that fucking thing go off, right? And I swear, that thing, was the, like, he threw that maybe, like, man, it was less than 100 meters away from our tent to the tent that uh, where he threw that in. Slept right through that shit, right? Right, right. Man, that scud alert went off. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> like, my black ass was out of my sleeping bag, pro mask on, M4 in my hand, <laughs> shaking like a leaf in the fucking bunker, just like, oh shit, they're coming again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wait a minute. Like, Did you put the rest of your mop suit on or just the pro mask? Oh no, just that pro mask, baby. I had to get up out there. I was like, like, no. No, that, I'll tell you about that later, man. It's, it's funny how like we actually had to wear that shit when we went over there. Yeah. When we crossed, yeah, when we crossed, man. So that shit happened. Our Sergeant Major was like, all right, everybody get up and get on the Jersey barriers. We're, we're under attack. I was like, attack? We're in fucking Kuwait. What the fuck? How the hell did they get over here? You know? So we're up on the Jersey barriers, man, right. and no lie, right? Like, my right ass cheek is clapping. Like, the song didn't come out right now, but somebody could have been like, somebody come get him. Dancing like a stripper. Like, ass cheek just fucking clapping. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm 20 years old. I'm not supposed to be doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so oh, like, so our major's like, all right, take your fucking mask off. It's ground attack. I'm like, no, why, motherfucker? They didn't give the all clear. Yeah, I was about to say that. I didn't hear yeah. all clear, chief. Yeah, and then you know it's like, yo, they want the lowest private too to take his mask off. And I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna get my black ass. Yeah, you should have told him this ain't a movie. Black man ain't yeah. dying first today. Yeah. The hell yeah, like, fuck that shit. So eventually, wound up taking the fucking mask off. Right. <laughs> Then all of a sudden, there's this light that comes screeching across the sky. And it's like, pow, man, and something blows up. And I'm like, oh, shit, they shot a fucking scud out the air. So I jump down again, put my mask on. So I made it like, get back up on the wall, take your mask off. I'm like, dude, did you not just see that shit blow up in the sky? What the fuck are you talking about? It's like, fuck. So at this time, like, my left ass cheek is fucking clapping. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, somebody give me some money. <laughs> right? <laughs> so fucking... I was like, oh, shit, man. I'll be glad when this night is over with. <laughs> came to find out that, like, it was just the, the dude threw the grenade in the tent. And I was up there shaking like a leaf, man. But in my excuse, man, I was a fucking private. I was just from a mom's tent. You know, I was a titty baby. And, like, I really wasn't too sure how the world worked then. Right. It wasn't as, as hard and grainy as I am now to the ways of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, we're definitely like, going to delve into that in a few. Yeah. Oh, man, trust me. Like, on the later points, I just I was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So, so shit. Uh, speaking of which, being on the first deployment compared to the other deployments, I mean, so you saw the evolution of, for example, motherfuckers having to actually take a shit in the sand, digging a cat hole, versus having fucking trailers with showers and shit. Oh, yeah. Huge differences, man. Like, we were rolling. When we left Kuwait, We it was called, they called it gacking at the time. So we had to gack from Kuwait all the way up to 
and the chef. And like it, the only time we did stop, and it was for a brief time, was just to get gas and we kept going. So there was really wasn't no like, oh, we're stopping. You have bathrooms over here. There's porta potties. There's trailers. There's another fob you can go to. Mm-hmm. You go to the PX and all this shit. Right. So like one night, I'm like, man, I don't know why. I don't know if it was nerves. I'm pretty sure it was nerves because it was nighttime. <laughs> and I was like, hey, chief, I got shit. And my chief was like, all right, we're not stopping the convoy. I was like, well, all right, well, fuck it. Two tears in the bucket. Like, hey, Breckenridge. No, rest in peace, Breckenridge. I was like, hey, man, I need you to get on the 240. So Breckenridge hopped on the 240. And I'm like, leaning off of the benches to where the uh, soft skin Humvee is, right? And right, I'm grabbing right. the bows. And I'm just like, shitting while we're rolling down the road. And it's like, just yeah. air hitting my ass and shit. And it's just like, whoop, whoop, Trails of shit all on the fucking highway and shit, right? <laughs> and like, it's all like, our fucking ammo humper is like watching me do this shit because we had our lights on at the time, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? So, All he sees is a black ass. ass cheek with shit squirting yeah, out. Ass cheeks hanging out. <laughs> ass shit just dripping everywhere. Oh, shit. So fucking like, I started to wipe my ass, right? And I was just like, wipe my ass and I'm like throwing it at the fucking ammo carrier and shit. <laughs> like they had a good time about that shit. But like, like I said, man, we had to stop for gas, right? So right. the next morning we actually stopped to hurry up and get gas and shit. And then, like, my chief comes over on the driver's side of the Humvee. Yeah. And he's just, like, out talking to us and seeing how we're doing, you know, just making sure that me and Breckenridge, which were on air guard. Right. That's what we called it at the time. Yep. Making sure we're good and everything, right? And so <laughs> I'm like, hey, chief, you might want to wash your hand. You about to put your hand in shit. He's like, what? You actually did it? I was like, yeah, man, I had the shit. What you talking about? I, what the fuck you want from me? <laughs> right? Hey, you should have told him. It's a field expedient tactical uh, shit. Yeah, have to let it go. Hey, you gotta put that bitch in the FM. No, man. Like I said, man, like, we're talking about the evolution, man. Like, what people gotta realize, too, is like back then, it was no 1114s. Right. It was no MRAPs. It was soft skin Humvees that we took over that bitch. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about no fucking armor. And we had no armor inside our IBAs. It was just the IBA. And that's what people don't realize. So, what we wound up doing to try to help ourselves, Mm -hmm. we kind of raided Kuwait, the tents. Right. We put those sandbags all in the, the floors of the Humvee, and in our case, me and Breckenridge's case, we put it in the back of the Humvee. Okay. So what we wound up doing, because like they didn't call it being a gunner at that time, they said it was an air guard. Okay. And we had a bustle rack, so we stood on the bustle rack, we took the T&E, we duct taped it to one of the bows of the Humvee, and like fucking, we was just ready to rock and fucking roll with God that point, damn. right then and there, man. Just like no armor, just riding down the road, just you gotta make do with what bucket. you had. Had to yeah, make do with what you had, then fuck. Yeah, man. It, yeah, that's why I say, man. I wasn't so hard and grainy. I was a little scared. I was like, man, this shit is for real. Shit, I mean, <laughs> it sounded like you guys could have done some shit with 100 mile an hour tipping 550 cord. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm telling. That's what it was, man. Hey, it's crazy, man. We had a time when we went to. Um, so we we shot in this jet for five days, and yeah. that was pretty cool, man. To actually be able to say that you actually did your MOS in the war right and it was like five days straight that shit was fucking crazy but like so like we were doing guard two on two off at night okay. and it was only four people it was me breaking ridge harris and can't remember the other guy's name <laughs> he lives in dallas though but so it, we would do shifts we break up in two pairs two on two off and that's right. why like later on i didn't have no feelings for a lot of these soldiers that complained about doing guard because right. it wasn't it wasn't four of them doing two on two off two on two off two on two off so that's why I was like, man, fuck y'all. Go ahead and get your ass up there and get you some motherfucking guard going on. But yeah, man, so fuck, we left. We wound up leaving the shift after we fucked that place up. And we're trying to leave and mm-hmm. we're going to Nasiriyah. Mm-hmm. And fucking, it's it's a battery size element movement. Right. And you have a battery size element movement in a whole town. And the whole town was out. And I remember the whole town being fucking out. And we were bumper to fucking bumper. Now we had six fucking guns at that time right right and out of six guns they had like four of the six uh air guardsmen if you will or yeah. gunners now they were all black so they were like yo man hey you need y'all up here right now because if i'm off y'all better let this shit go <laughs> and so fucking, i'm telling you man my chief had a grenade like by his chest ready to throw that bitch. my fucking me i got the 240 like i said it's in the t and e so i got a swivel in right. my left hand i have my m4 
and my right hand. And I swear this is like something out of a movie. And I'm like, man, we about to set this bitch off. Where's where the boosie at? We set it off when you need it. I swear, I swear to God, if that had been playing, like, you want to run your mouth, run gangs, punch your motherfucking house, oh, set this shit. bitch off, yo, that shit was about to happen. Man, my commander was like, listen, if somebody would have farted, the city would have got wet up. Let it rip, baby. Let it. Yeah, it rip. was like I said, man. It was scary times there, man. This shit was crazy. Oh, I bet, man. I could only imagine this shit. Fuck that. And, and you know, real quick, I'm not trying to take away from anybody's oh, no, experience good. from their deployments because, like, everybody has suffered hardships through their deployments. Yeah. This is just like my experience with my first, one. and right, that's right. the one. Like, I'm proud of all my deployments, but I just being a private and that being an initial invasion, like that's just something that I just always am proud of. The proudest of. I'm proud of all of them, but when it comes to Probably. It's the one that stands yeah. out the most, you know. Yeah, just like just like anybody's deployment. Anybody's exactly. first deployment it's the one that stands out the most. Yeah, definitely so. I mean, for me, of all my deployments, the one that's, I mean, the one that I had more friends, friendship and camaraderie and brotherhood with was definitely the first one. Um, my second one was to Mosul, and um, that one I didn't think I was coming back out of. That, I didn't think I'd come back. Y'all, you guys one, came over to replace us. Yep, the one we replaced Charlie's, yeah. man. Y'all, man, I, I went off on y'all motherfucking soldiers because they thought it was a fucking game out there. I don't know how I, we left it. I'm pretty sure, you know, nice for y'all, but we yeah. got hit quite, <laughs> quite a few times. It was not cool. But, yeah, man, that's the one that, that stands out the most to me because I think that's the one where I figured I wasn't coming back. And then oh, the man. third one was Afghanistan. Afghanistan was a fucking, it was a cakewalk, man. I just went out there to go fucking teach goddamn monkeys how to fucking shoot artillery. I yeah, so know. when we took over for y'all, man, we had a cakewalk. I'm not like let's say, but this is my experience. Yeah, we, we went did the admissions, but I remember one time we had like a block party. Like everybody had chipped in. We bought meat. We had the St. Paulies, mm-hmm. the old Dooleys. <laughs> and we just had like a block fucking party. Yeah. And we like pretty much had like other batteries coming over to where we were at. They were like, oh, oh man, y'all doing this right. Don't get it twisted. It was we, nice, man. We we did some partying out there to choose. Like after yeah, after we um after we had those two kills over there in fucking um on Toyota, we fucking um we barbecued, we grilled, we put some money together, went to the Haji shop, got some steaks, some ribs, started fucking flipping the motherfuckers right there, dog. Had the music going. Oh it, yeah, it was on and popping. Exactly. That's what I said. Exactly. So that one <clears throat> that's that's kind of stands out to me too because like we had a lot of fun on that one. Mm-hmm. We, I mean that day we did that. It was a Sunday and we just like everybody in the whole battery came together for oh, us. Yeah. And then it was dominoes being played, people playing spades. Mm-hmm. We, it was like a DJ rap hero or something too going on. And we had like everybody, even the commander was out there singing. God damn. DJ rap hero or something like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Drake. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was oh. a good time, man. Hell yeah. And those are the times that I think that, you know, that brought us together, that people out here in the civilian world, they just can't seem to understand or grasp that, you know, we end up missing. And it. it I've told a lot of people, like, you know, yeah, I'd rather be at war right now than be here in the civilian side. And they're asking me why. And I'm like, because it's a lot fucking easier. Only thing I had to worry about was keeping my ass alive. And then from there, you know. Joe's straight. Yeah. And from there, it was all just fucking. It's like I tell people, 90% of the time, it's fucking boring as shit at war. There's only mm-hmm. 10% of the time, though, you're scared shitless and don't know what the fuck to do. But 90% of that time, you're bored fucking shitless. All you can do is get swole or your right arm gets swole. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that right arm swole, baby. Hell yeah. So why'd you end up joining the Army anyway? Man, so I joined the Army because I had a cousin who's about a uh, about a year older than I am. Mm-hmm. So he wound up um, going to the Air Force, man. And, like, I was like, man, you know what? Fuck that. If he's going to go to the Air Force, he's a little pretty boy anyway. He was like, smart. Like, man, he go to the Air Force. Like, man, fuck this. I'm going to join the military too. And so, like, I go to the mall in Odessa. And it's like, as soon as you go in, the recruiter stations are all lined up. I'm like, Marines? Nah, them jokers. Them jokers are doing hella pull-ups. I'm not doing that shit, man. I can't do it. I got these little noodle arms. You ever see SpongeBob when you try to pick up that stick? <laughs> That's like my arms, right? And I'm like, fuck that shit. I can't do that shit. But nah, nah, fuck that. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. He's in the Air Force. Not doing the Air Force. Like Navy. I'm like, nah, they ain't gonna have my ass out in the middle of the ocean. I can't swim. Fuck you know what, they up, what else they do in the middle of the ocean, too. Yeah, I don't know. I ain't got that. <laughs> I was like, I look over and I see the U.S. Army. And I say, man, what are those hats those guys are wearing? I was like, them shit look cool as fuck. 
was like, man, I bet I can make that motherfucker look sexy as shit wearing that bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, it all came down to me wanting to wear the fucking beret. More Fuck than anything. <laughs> to join the fucking army, right? <laughs> Just to wear that fucking dumbass beret. Oh. And, like, they got me, man. And I was, like, I was, like, interested. I was, like, listen, man, I don't care what it takes. I just want to get in. And then my recruiters, you know, they, they weren't telling me to listen. You need to score a high GT so you get a decent job. So they was like, oh, you just want to get in? Uh, 9-11 just happened? Mm-hmm. Well, no, actually, I did it prior to 9-11. I was in the debt program. Ah. And it's a, it's a funny story about that, too, right? So I was in the debt program, did my ASVAP, got my GT score back. It was like 94. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, a 94? I was You're like, man, high I speed. this shit. <laughs> Brother, I was like, listen, I don't even get 94 as a school. I'm smart as shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, yo, I got a motherfucking A on this test. I thought I was and then the mother, I went to Amarillo to MEPS and then the dude like he's like okay let's look at your GT score he's like Damn. I was like oh man he's like okay so do you want to be infantry or artillery like, okay. and so at the time I'm like at the time the army's advertisement was there's 212 ways to be a soldier or right. whatever and I'm like okay well what's the other 210 jobs <laughs> not for you I'm like yeah. I was like, you left out a few, didn't you, brother? He was like, nah, man, look at here. Uh, according to your dumbass GT score, man, the best I can do is like Pawn Star, right? He's like, yo, the best I can do is empty artillery, brother. What you want? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit, man, infantry, that sounds too close. Like, them bullets going to be hitting weak as shit. Right. So I was like, man, how far is artillery away? And then he was like, you know, it's pretty far back. And then, like, I'm not going to lie, the dude kind of alluded to, hey, you I was going to so, talk about that, too. <laughs> yeah. The dude, he alluded to that shit. He was like, well, you know, you won't be alone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck it. Sign me up for artillery. <laughs> so that's my story of being a 13 Bravo. Hell but yeah. For me, I did raise my GT score to like 110 later on in life. Huh. Thank you. At least it ends with a positive note of you raising your GT score. For y'all yeah, civilians, I- if anybody's listening, your GT score is what determines pretty much what job you're going to have. If you have anything under a hundred, you might as well fucking just start learning how to do a lot of ruck marches and a lot of pushes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was so dumb they didn't even offer. It. I was too dumb to cook eggs apparently because the only thing they said was <laughs> infantry or artillery. I'm like, how dumb can you be? Just a you can't even fucking cook eggs right. <laughs> For real, fucking... <laughs> you might burn mother. You might you can't boil water right, bro. <laughs> can't, couldn't even boil fucking water at this point. My dumb ass. Oh, shit. So, what do you think are some of the experiences that you had in the Army that stand out the most to you? Oh, man. Like, some of the experiences, man, I've had so many, man. Like, this is one story that I really haven't told a lot of people, right? So, when I was, like, in, and I was, like, a staff sergeant, and, you know, especially at Fort Seal, I would always invite soldiers over if they were staying for the holidays. That was my biggest thing. I would always invite. I was like, no, fuck that. Y'all come to my house. Y'all fucking eating. I don't give a flying fuck. You can hit it like a buffet, like... Oh, Gunny Booker used to say, hit it like a buffet and leave, right? <laughs> Gunny Booker. You want to do that God. shit? Hit it like a buffet and leave. <laughs> and the reason why I did that shit is because, like, once again, I'm proving my GT score and how dumb I am. Right. Dumbass private. Get to my first duty station. And I know, like, everything is generally closed, right? I didn't have a car at the time, too. So Thanksgiving come around. Before, Well, like, uh, the day before, my platoon sergeant, which I love that man to death. I think he wanted me to marry his daughter. That's another story. I love that man to death. And he Wait. was like, he told him. Our platoon yeah, sergeant? My, my platoon sergeant. I think he oh, was a daughter. Yeah. No, oh. no, at uh, Fort Campbell. Oh, okay, okay. My first duty station. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about learning. another platoon sergeant that we both had. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, no go ahead. My bad. Like, Carry on. So he told, yeah, he told the platoon, he was like, hey, if anybody needs a place to eat, raise your hand, let me know. Y'all can come eat with me. And so I'm a little embarrassed. I'm like, no, I ain't raising my hand. Man, nobody else raising my hand. So, my dumbass, being a broke, poor fucking jundy, like, didn't even realize that the defect was fucking open on Thanksgiving. So, I literally stayed in my room and starved the whole day. What Brother, when I tell you I set my alarm for 6 o'clock the next morning, I bitch went off at 6 o'clock, I got up, brushed my teeth, and walked my ass about a mile and a half to Burger King and got me some fucking food. Man, when fucking Christmas came around, he said, does anybody need a place? Man, my hand was the first one up. I'm like, me, I'm, I'm be hungry. Like, yeah. shit. I ain't going through that shit again. Yeah, so that's something that, that, that I actually, that I picked up. That's like, what's man, up, man. I mean, like somebody over to my 
Hell yeah. There's a lot of soldiers out there that they don't have that. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. they they end up like just fucking like you said, staying in the barracks. I know, man, and it's it's crazy. But trust me, man. Like if I knew what I knew then on on Thanksgiving, I'd have been over there. And I'd hit that shit like a buffet, chief. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Well, that's that's what's up. So there's something that you took along with you. That's good to go, man. So when while you were in the army, did you accomplish everything you hoped to take care of? I really didn't. One thing that I did do that was surprising, and uh, a lot of people, well, at the unit know about it. I went to SFAS, man. Mm-hmm. and I really wish I would have trained hard for it because I wanted to be 18 series, man. Yeah. Like, I just didn't train. I thought that you know, hey, look, I still have my air assault mentality. I can do this shit. I can do it. I don't need to train. I was like, fuck it. I passed this PT test with no problem. Too easy, right? So I went there and fuck it. That was an eye-opening experience. I actually went to SFAS in February of 2008, and it was fucking horrible, man. I That cold was so cold. It was the second coldest I had been in the Army. The first coldest was, once again, my first my first unit at Campbell. Mm-hmm. And I was so cold. I was in the back of the Humvee crying, contemplating life, like, man, I think I'm going to I can't fuck with this cold. <laughs> like, yo. Oh. like... That's because you're tropical like, people, man. I'm from West Texas, and I was like, man, <laughs> I've only seen snow like this like maybe once or twice. Right, right. The whole time in West Texas, and that snow in the field was something crazy. And I was like, what the flying fuck did I get myself into? Oh, yeah. But yeah, man. I really wish I did that. I wanted to be a drill sergeant. Yeah. But this was like right on the cusp of when it went from being like it was back when we went to basic right. to like it being like, okay. Who wants soft serve ice cream? Right. Type shit. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Oh yeah. I saw I, I saw the uh, repercussions of that uh mentality, I guess, that came through, man. And um uh, it turned into I don't know what the fuck it turned into, man. Cause I had a I had a, a couple of buddies that went up there and became you know, they were on the trail and fucking um I don't understand, man. I mean it was it just became It became a shit honestly and truly it became a shit show and it became and it's so like a discipline especially down there in the units. And now you have, like, so a good friend of ours, he's a first sergeant over at 3CR. And, like, he is just, like, he's reformed his whole battery. Oh, word. Like, jokers, yeah, jokers don't want to leave. They don't want to leave. They're fighting to stay there because they have that discipline. The dude came from 82nd, so you know what I'm talking about, right? So he came from 82nd, so he still has that mentality today. Hmm. And, like, he's fair and he's firm. He's just like, no, man, it's black and white. But he also is fair and firm with everybody. And he treats everybody with respect and dignity. And, like, they don't want to leave his fucking battery. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, when he brings that hammer down, he brings the hammer down. But they know that they fucked up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But that's what is really missing now. Because of the lack of structure from basic. Did you see that shit that happened online where the the dude was like, he he said something and Drill Sergeant, like, he said, you know, he called the Drill Sergeant N-word or something. He's like, man, I ain't doing this. I ain't buffing your floors, getting out of your floors N-word and Drill oh. Sergeant just like snapped on him. Like grabbed him by him and just slapped him. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And let me guess. So, like, the Drill Sergeant got in trouble for that shit. Yeah, Drill Sergeant got in trouble for it. Fuck that. You know what? Where were the shit. rest of his battles too? Because the rest of his battles should have got in there and whooped that motherfucking private's ass too. Some private was recording shit. It was just that Drill Sergeant. Oh. And all them other, yeah, all them other soldiers were trying to hold that other soldier back. The Drill Sergeant's like, nah, fuck that. Come on. Like they, but a lot of these soldiers get the shit fucked up where they think they can just go in there and this mentality, say what they want to say. They're so lethargic, they don't give a fuck about shit. Right. They don't want to have any kind of structure and discipline. But that's a, I don't know if it's a generational thing or it's going to fall back on the drill sergeants thing. I think the drill sergeants definitely have their hands fucking tied behind their back, man. Because, oh, yeah, you know, they're, they're going to end up losing their fucking career. Nowadays, all somebody has to say is fucking EO or he, all they got to do is accuse you and you're fucking done. Like, females on the gun line now, I don't know how that is and how that goes. I wouldn't have been too thrilled with it. I'll tell you right now. I wouldn't have been happy. That's oh, just... it was, you know what? Truth be told, I was, so, I was actually a platoon sergeant before I got out. Okay. As a staff sergeant in this school because, like, my first sergeant. A drunk was like, staff sergeant. Yes, a drunk staff sergeant. But my first sergeant, he was like, he was like, no. I want, I don't care how many sergeant first classes are here. Mm-hmm. He's going to be my platoon sergeant. Because my work spoke for myself. Right. I didn't have to speak for myself. Like my soldiers didn't. My work ethic with my soldiers, me training them, me knowing what I'm doing at NTC, me and my battle buddy, he was like, no. He was like, y'all are going to be platoon sergeant, gunnery sergeant when we get back. Like, I don't give a fuck. 
Like, I don't care how many you saw in first classes are in this battalion. Mm-hmm. Y'all are going to be platoon sergeant, gunnery sergeant. Y'all deserve it. Y'all earned it. Because we was out there just rocking and rolling, man. No fucking question. Right. My kids, if and y'all it, hear anything in the background, it's my fucking kids going nuts right now. Yeah, yeah I said all that to say this, like, because I had female soldiers. And, like, I didn't right. have, I personally didn't have a problem with it because I treated everybody the same way. At the same time, though, but you weren't on the line. You weren't fucking, um... No, I was when I was still a staff sergeant. Remember, I was a chief. Right, but when we got oh, back. Okay. When we got back from ATC, you had, like, So you had females on your section? Yes, I had a female in my section. And, and, like, it was crazy. Let me tell you the story about this stuff, right? Okay, real quick, real quick. Did anybody try to fuck it? Huh? How many try to fuck her? Fuck, no, nobody, because, you know, I was, you know, I was still, t- I was married at the time. But no, not just you, separate. everybody else. Oh, no, it was going on left and right in that fucking battalion. Like, motherfucker was fucking everybody left and right in that bitch, man. There was a captain that got busted for fucking in front That's what I'm saying. That's why I have that issue oh, of females well, yeah, on the on yeah, line. it's crazy, but you gotta think, man. Listen, man, I taught bullying before I went there, right? Mm-hmm. I was in the basic officer weeders course. I knew a lieutenant that was fucking a private. That was fucking one of our privates on the gun line. Like, she was just, like, giving that job a business. That motherfucker's nose was wide open. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that motherfucker's nose was wide the fuck open. Like, it just happens. It's, it's a nose. Go ahead and talk for a minute. I'll be right back. I gotta go handle these kids. Get your monkey ass upstairs. Hurry up! Come so, back downstairs. You're gonna feel that motherfucker. It's like, uh, like I said, it happens. It's adult. It's an adult thing. I personally didn't care. I didn't mind because, like, I wasn't gonna do it because I was like, nah, man, I'm not compromising my integrity. Right. I'm not gonna put myself in a position to where I'm gonna lose what I have. Right. So I just treated. I treated everybody fairly, and like they knew that shit. They knew like, nah, man, we can't fuck with our hunt. Like he ain't, he ain't gonna fucking do that shit. But trust me, there was some that I was like, yo, man, I might risk it all for. <laughs> there was some baddies in that motherfucker. She, there was one in particular. She was in like a problem battery. I was like, God, damn, man. Like, Sick. I was like, nah, fuck it, man. I got I got bills to pay. I'm just saying, <laughs> it, for real. I don't know, man. To me, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just a little, again, for me, in my opinion. In my opinion, having them on the gun line, it's just inviting ants to a picnic. And then not it only is, that, it, another thing, I, I don't know how it is now, but, you know, when we got March order, it's March the fuck order. Drop the fucking nets, roll that bitch up, throw it away. If you got females... Like I said, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, I have one in my section. And this this heifer was lazy as shit. She was. I'm not going to lie about it. If she hears the shit, she know who the fuck she is. Her friends here, she know, they know who the fuck she is. Like, this heifer, like, her old chief had her as a number one man. And keep in mind, we're on the paladin. Oh, God. This heifer didn't even load the round. All she did literally was just hook up and pull the fucking lanyard. That's the not gunner, a fucking number one, man. Exactly. The gunner was doing all that shit. And still, the gunner was picking around up, loading it for her. And why did they still fire her ass? Why didn't they yeah. fire her? I don't know why the chief didn't fire her. I guarantee you. The chief let it ride. Huh? The chief was the one letting it ride. Okay. When I got there, I was like, nah. I was like, nah, get your ass in the cab. Mm-hmm. You can go over there and do that shit. Mm-hmm. And then my gunner at the time... That motherfucker was ruthless. We man, he I didn't even have to say shit to her. Like, all I would do is if, if I look, that motherfucker would just get up and start getting in her ass like a motherfucker. He was a specialist at the time. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a sergeant out there at uh, at Carson now. But that motherfucker would just dig in her ass. If I even like looked over there, I was like, I ain't had to worry about shit, man. He just hear that shit. And that's the shit that would bother me though, cause bitches be shady. I'm sorry, females. All it would take is one of y'all to say, oh, you know, he was flirting with me or he did this to me because I'm a woman and there's my fucking career. Yeah, man, this shit was crazy. Man. I ain't got time for that shit. But yeah. yeah it was yeah. crazy. And we'll, we'll move on from that topic there because that one, it's going to eat up the roast of our motherfucking <laughs> yeah. time. But uh, since you got out, though, uh, have there been any struggles that you had to deal with? And if so, what were they, and how have you been able to, uh, if you've been able to push through them? Well, definitely some of the struggles, if they're, if you could, like, if we're going to call that, was the adjustment. I yeah. do think that there is an adjustment, because you've done something for so long. And so when you, when you do it for so long, you're still used to it. Like, right now, I'm still, I've been out for about a year, and I am still literally waking up at like five o'clock in the morning with no problem. And it's a year later and it's happening. Uh, 
just to have that, I would say, I don't, I don't know if it's structure, but just to know what you're going to be doing day in, day out. It's already planned for a month ahead or two months ahead, so you know what the schedule is anyway. Right. That's something that you have to get used to not knowing. So once you have that like civilian job, right. it's not posted up on the board, okay, so for this month, we're doing A, B, C, D. We got field this week. We got recovery, whatever. And this month, we have this, this, this going on, you know? There is no long range calendar anymore in the civilian side. Right. So yeah, you're like, yeah, it's something that you got to get used to is not having that long range calendar. And shit, man. But I mean, mo- some people may adjust to it, some people may not uh, adjust to it. You know, that's just one of the things that you have to uh, really do in life, work hard on adjusting to. Yeah, I'm one of those. No, but more of long lungs of um. Uh, in work, at work-wise, it's been difficult for me making that transition, especially in the line of work I do. I work at a call center, which is like 95%. Well, I'm maybe exaggerate, but there's a lot of fucking old women there. A lot of women. <laughs> and, you know, it tripped me out that, you know, I, I'm, I'm used to being a polite person. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, all of a sudden, these bitches think you're flirting with them. Like, uh, no, bitch, I am not flirting with you. Yeah, just, and, my mother taught me manners. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know for I mean? real. And then with that being said, you know, uh, it's gotten to the point where there was a dude, a dude, okay, fucking, and this is going to lead to our next story, which is a drive through <laughs> story, but at work, there was this dude who would look at me, like, you know, eyeing me out and shit, like, mm-hmm. with long hair, dressed like a woman, five o'clock shadow, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And then, and wants to be called a woman. Now, you know, I can only train my brain so much. And um, it's, it's been a fucking rough transition, bro. Not that there's anything wrong with whatever they're do, they want to do, but... I like your wordplay, rough transition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny, that's funny. So, uh, I, I understand you had a similar situation in the drive through with that. Man, this shit was horrible, man, because I was hungry as fuck. So, I'm going to fucking Burger King right up the road and mm-hmm. once again it's like we talked about you know how our parents raised us to have respect for people right and have manners so like I hear this woman's voice and I'm like uh yes ma'am ma'am please have you know a double whopper can you add extra cheese and only need you know lettuce ketchup and mayonnaise and the lady's repeating back my order I'm like yes ma'am I appreciate it thank you very much <laughs> roll up to the window boom grown ass man like <laughs> motherfucker I'm not gonna lie man like once again let me make something clear before I say this like not homophobic, not none of that shit. I don't give a fuck because it's your fucking right to live the way you want to live. Right. Go up to the motherfucking drive-thru, gay-ass dude, and I'm like, oh my God, man, this motherfucker's gonna spit my shit. I don't call this dude, this grown-ass man, a ma'am, yes ma'am, no ma'am. I was like, fuck, man, they got to get me. No, that, that I'll was, be damn, man. That like, was his real secret sauce up in that thing. Yeah, that was that secret sauce, man, bitch. So, like, I get my food, and I know, and I'm like, man, I know they got me. Because the fries are burnt as shit, and they were, like, <laughs> cold, too. And I'm like, these fries have had them out for at least, like, an hour and a half, two hours. Damn. Hour. I'm like, fuck. So I go home, I inspect my burger. I was like, oh, it doesn't look like semen in here. <laughs> I got whole great spit. I was like, the burger was even cold, too. I was like, god damn it, they got me. Like, all all, all because you were raised right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was like, fuck that shit, man. I'm just going to pray over this food, and I'm going to let, you know, Jesus take the wheel on this one. Well, oh, there you go. Yeah, I, there you yeah, go, I Jesus. Take the wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I ate that burger. I prayed over it first. Like, <laughs> you was about to start like you did at that Thanksgiving, right? No, I wasn't going to start again. I'm not doing that shit no more, man. <laughs> so, uh, let's go ahead and uh, transition. Let's go ahead and bring this a little bit more uh, more hot. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your Facebook. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Then uh, 40 minutes in, and... So if they want to hear it, they're going to go through all of that to get to this now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Facebook, so. Your Facebook be getting hot, Chief. That shit I, is on fire. I'm surprised I, that you haven't been in Facebook heavy. jail lately. I, I haven't, man. It was surprisingly. I have not been to Facebook jail, and I think it's because I don't really post bullying shit. I don't bully anybody. I just speak my opinions. Mm. And I'm quick to tell somebody, yo, you can fuck yourself and get the fuck off my page if you don't like what the fuck I'm saying. Because I have the right to say what the fuck I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's like you feel you have the right to come on my page and say what the fuck you want to say on my shit. Right. You know what but, I mean? So, 
just pretty much a fuck you type thing. Some of the uh, the majority, uh, I would say, a lot of your uh, your Facebook posts can be seen almost um, not just pro black, but kind of a little bit on the anti non black side. Well, here's the deal. Like I'm, I'm very, and I'm not gonna lie. I don't care who hears this, who gets pissed off. I am unapologetically pro black. Now, when I say that, I'm gonna make something perfectly clear. Because I'm unapologetically pro-black does not mean I'm anti-white. I hate white people. I hate Spanish people. I hate black people. I am proud to be black, if you will. Mm -hmm. I am proud of the things that black people have done for this country. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to let everybody know I'm proud of this is what that black people did. This is some of the history, some of the stuff that you don't want people to know about. One thing I had to learn about the hard way and that I keep reminding people of, and I still to this day will find people that never heard of it is Black Wall Street. People today still, there's a lot of people that have not heard of black, about Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And then when I tell them about it, I'm like, yeah, so this is why I'm pro-black. This is why I'm always going to be pro, pro-black. And the argument to that I hear is if you're so pro-black, then why are your kids mixed? Listen, man. At the time, that's who I fell in love with. It is what it is. I was pro-Hispanic at the time. <laughs> it, is, hey, it is what it is, man. I right. love my kids to death. Of course. And, and this is my opinion. In my opinion, society is not going to see my kids as being half Guatemalan and half black. They're just going to see my kids as black. I mean, and I, I, say, I say that because nine times out of ten, do we really, when you see mixed, when you see mixed kids, it's, okay, what do you mix with? Oh, so you're black. Pretty much. At the end of the day, it's always, oh, you're black? What do you mix with? I can tell in your hair. Like, I, I'm i unapologetically, and I will right. not apologize for it being black. nothing wrong with being black. And, just, and at the same think, time. But I think on, on, the, uh, on the flip side of that coin, though, if somebody was unapologetically white, they would be uh, considered, um, like, racist. No, see, that's if they felt that way, I think this is the thing that, and I've talked to one of my friends about this. If you feel... In your heart that you are be that you think that you're being or categorized as being racist as being pro-right there must be something in your heart that's making you feel that way because there's no reason why you can't be unapologetically uh pro-white as long as you're not spreading any kind of hate behind it right as long as you're not saying that you believe that they're the superior race if you're proud matter of fact i told somebody this too and i don't there's probably gonna be some people that don't like what i have to say about this shit mm-hmm. This is why I say that no one should feel ashamed of being pro-white. Now, here's the thing, though. You do have those people that are pro-white, and then you have those pro-white extremists. Two different things, right? Uh, Are they pro-black extremists? I'm pretty sure they are, but guess what? I'm not one of them. I can't speak for other people. (laughs) But I, 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 trust me, I see a lot of... I know what I see. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Especially with the inauguration of fucking ass hat at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh, you mean the president of the United States? Yeah, the ass hat. (laughs) Yeah, the clown in in chief. But here's the deal. The Cheeto in chief. Yeah, Cheeto in chief. I'm smart enough to understand one thing, right? Yeah. One of the biggest success and one thing that they were even talking about doing was putting Harry Tugman on a $20 bill, right? Do you think that movement would have happened if it wasn't for good, decent white people? Because whose homes were they going to go to? How were they going to get moved from place to place? Especially in the South. And the North has slaves too, I got that. But that's why I tell people, I was like, so why wouldn't you be pro-white? Because there's good things that white people have done to advance the either education or the uplifting of other races, not just black people, Asian people, mm-hmm. Mexican people, Hispanic people, you know what I'm saying? Right. There, there have been those good people. Unfortunately, this is going to be another topic, right? Unfortunately, Sometimes the good is overshadowed by the bad. Right. And I say that because we can look at the cop situation. The good cops are overshadowed by the bad. Right. Plain and simple. So there's nothing wrong whatsoever, in my opinion. Matter of fact, here goes another thing. We're going to talk about that. Remember that deployment? We're going to kind of go back, right? Yeah, let's Remember go that deployment, 0506? Y'all had a click, didn't y'all? Nope. There was a click. There was a little Spanish click that was going oh, on at that time. Oh, come on now. Yes, there was. Now, you know what I'm la, talking about, yeah, right? La gente. Yeah, y'all had that click. But that was open to everyone. Yeah, I know, because Weimer was in there, and I was like, this is the strangest shit in the fucking world. I was like, all right, arriva, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, but yeah, but y'all had that click. And even on that second, the 08 09, they, you know, they still tried to have that going. Like, right. And I, you know what? I didn't have, to this day, I still don't have a problem with it. It's something that's going to bring everybody together because it's, it's, it's not the prison mentality. I don't know what the technical, the, the psychological or technical term for it is, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, once you get people of the same race together, they're going to hang together more often. Yeah. Well, shit, it's that was the first nature. thing we did in EO class. They put us all in there, and you see who migrates to who. Blacks with the blacks, or I'm sorry, African Americans with the African Americans. Nah, nah, I, I hate that word with a passion. Oh, God. That, that, that shit is stupid as fuck. Like, I I'm got in trouble at work. I didn't get in trouble per se. But I had a chick at work tell me, um, oh, why, why, don't say that again. Don't say that. I said, um, era negrita. You know, she was a black girl. And she's like, ooh, Africa, Afroamericana. I'm like, but she was Jamaican. And, and she's like, still, it just doesn't sound right. Say African-American. I fucking hate that word because you know what? There's not a Euro-American. I'm not a Hispanic-American. I'm a Hispanic, happens, I'm a, an American who happens to be Hispanic. Exactly. Like I'm like I hate it when people like African American. No, I'm not African American. Like why can't I just be an American? Anyway? Thank you. I mean, we're not calling you a uh, Caucasian American or English American, right? Right. So why call me African American? Like, exactly. Nah, fuck that. That's stupid. Man. Yeah, that's one of the that's biggest stupid. fucking things. This politically correct world or environment that we've created out here or that's been created, it's it's ridiculous, man. It makes me want to fucking hang myself. I think some things do need to be PC. Like what? But some things don't. Like um, what? Especially with, well, this is going to go for the younger people, right? Because you know how, you can look at it today, and a lot of young people, they don't, they're young, and they really don't know how to handle life situations. So that's why I say sometimes it's okay to be PC, maybe with the younger people. So you have these young people. I was, like, looking at in the news, like, the way, the Wayne Wade, his son is coming out transitioning, right? So maybe so his son has that support because who his father is mm-hmm. to do that right? But there's a lot of young kids that don't have that support and get bullied, mm-hmm. and then they wind up committing suicide. So I could see like it. I got it. It can all be said. You know, the kid is weak to set the third, yeah. but at some point, for the kid's sake, that's when I say maybe some things do need to be PC, like what kids say. Just that whole bullying for somebody wanting to be see whatever. We don't bully straight people. I've, I've never been bullied for being straight. Never have. I have bullying in total. The way you get rid of that is you teach the motherfucker to fight back. Yeah, That's what right. you do. That's what you do. How do we handle things as kids? You know what? Go to the schoolyard. Meet me after fuck. Meet me behind the bungalows. And we go yeah, get back down. in the eighties. <laughs> yes, eighties and nineties, baby. That's when I grew early up. Nineties. <laughs> so that's how it was, you know. But now I, mean, I still got a fucking. Uh, I still got a scar on my fucking eyebrow from when I got jumped when I was like in the seventh grade, man. To this day, I still wear that motherfucker. <laughs> Hell yeah. And here's the thing, though. I mean, it, it it's just part of life. You can't fucking shelter people because what happens when you shelter them too much? When they hit the real world, they're going to be expecting it to be the same. And unfortunately, it keeps on rolling, baby, with or without yeah. you. Ain't you nobody got time to hear your cry, baby ass. Either get to work or get the fuck out. I ain't got time to hear you. Right. That's just, I just my like I said, man, it's just my opinion. Some I feel you, yeah. This is my uninformed opinion, by the way. Yeah, our, our uninformed opinion. Right? <laughs> our shit talking uninformed opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, speaking, so once we're, so we're, so if we're going to talk about that too, because I know we kind of touched on the ass hat. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about him. So a lot of my, two, it goes to the Facebook, a lot of my posts are directed toward him and his administration. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody say, like, no. I wasn't gonna say no decent American, but I actually have good friends that are gonna probably listen to this, and they know we talk left and right. Right. But it's like, for whatever reason, they don't want to acknowledge the fact, and a lot of Americans do not want to acknowledge the fact that this guy is making here goes some rhyming kids a mockery of our democracy. Right? All right, Eminem. He is, man. <laughs> That's like rhyming orange with syringe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Got to do it sometimes. Keep me entertained. But yes, like I, one thing too, I'm unapologetically opposed to is Trump, and I have no problem with saying that shit. Like I don't like the guy. Right. Like, how can you say that? You know, it's okay to to grab women by the pussies. Now look, I got daughters. I got two daughters. I got two daughters as well. And here's the thing: 
I don't think he meant it in that way of like literally going to grab someone. Unless, like, I'm thinking he means like there's hoes out there that you can grab by the cooch. Negative. This motherfucker was like, you gonna tell me that there know, isn't? Oh no, I know there is. Trust me. I, hey, listen, I live in Colleen. I know there's hoes like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go to Rancier Tent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, first of all. If anybody in Colleen hear this and y'all see me on Rancid Air Tip, mind your business, all right? I got bills to pay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I got bills to pay. But no, yes, like the motherfucker was like, when you're a celebrity, you can do whatever you want with women. Grab them by the pussy. Like, so you're saying that like, just because you're a celebrity, you can get away with groping and sexually harassing women? No, now, brother. Who was he saying like that to, though? I don't remember that asshat that he said it to. Okay, it was on a, so... They, it's not like he was fucking having this conversation at a meeting or a convention like, hey, you know what one of the benefits of being a billionaire is? I can grab him by the snatch. No, but he was having color, a conversation, right? yeah. a conversation that he happened to be hot mic'd on. Now, yeah. okay, Hunt, for real, are there any conversations that you've ever had that, God forbid, you were recorded on? Oh, I've had a lot of conversations. I'm pretty sure I was recorded on what I was talking about. Like, But here's the deal. Yes, I've talked in depth about like some of my sexual exploits mm-hmm. I've even had some of them fucking filmed right <laughs> like I'm like yo can I get my royalties for Pornhub <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. I'm trying to let the world see that this motherfucking dick I'm throwing around left and right you yes, know what sir. I mean <laughs> but it's like here's the deal I never once talked about doing something to somebody against their will or doing it he never said I it can. was against their will he okay but I'm not I never said I could do it just because I can't just, I never said, you know what? Just because I'm black and my dick is this big, I'm just gonna go up here and start fucking this bitch. Never said. Okay, that. but this I, motherfucker was like, "Cause you're a celebrity, you can do this." He said, "What? Yeah, he said something along the lines, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Somewhere along the lines, like when you're this rich or this type of person, you can basically walk up and grab him by the snatch." Yeah, that's basically grab what he said, pussy. right? Yep. Okay, so basically he, but he didn't say, "Oh, I'm gonna go grab this one by the snatch." I mean, that'd be. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I, I know, you know what I'm know, saying, but the dude's a creep. That, I mean, don't it get is. me wrong. It's not like I'm gonna let. Uh, he is a creep. He is creepy, bro. But my 401k looks good. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what a lot of people talk about, like the economy. Oh, the I saw I saw your little post. Horrible. I saw your little post today on Facebook with uh, what did I say? Uh, something about uh, something about the the trailer guy with and something about something looking good. Uh, is <laughs> yeah. this motherfucker throwing a jab at me? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's just because it's more shit talking about Trump. Like, yeah. you know, and, and then it's too what what kills me, right? You have a lot of these ex military people and people that are still in the military that are just like on his, according to Stormy Daniels, mushroom tiny shaped dick, right? So fucking total or whatever the fuck the little mushroom dude's name is, right? Man, there were a lot like, of cats like that with Obama too, though. Obama but could do no deal. fucking wrong. Here's the deal, though. Here's the deal, though. Did Obama ever disrespect the military the way Trump did? I don't know. Or I didn't has. pay attention to him that much. But here's my here's my issue that I have. God forbid somebody says something negative about Obama because I'm like, oh, all of a sudden, oh, he's racist. He's racist. No man. Or or if there's a black folk that say something bad against Obama and they they support Trump, oh, he's a coon. Oh, he's a house nigga. Like the Hodge twins. How many times they get a lot of fucking hate? You oh, know yeah, I, hate them dudes. Hmm? I can't stand them dudes with a passion. Those dudes are fucking idiots. They're idiots that Candace Owens bitch is a fucking idiot. Why? Why? She is. Dude, like I, one of my old soldiers at SEAL went to school with her. Okay. He literally went to school with her. He broke down how fucking fake she is to me. And like how she always cried wolf all the fucking time with everything. The bitch is fucking fake as shit. And like everybody knows the shit they went to school with her. The Hodge twins, I don't know them personally. They're just fucking douchebags to me. They're riding a fucking wave. And yes, in my opinion, they are some fucking coons. And here's what I'm... I'm not even going to call them Uncle Tom's because people got that fucking saying so fucked up. I've been waiting for somebody to say that because I don't think they've read the fucking story. And uh, They never read Uncle Tom's Cabin because mm -hmm. if they read Uncle Tom's Cabin, everybody's so quick to say, oh, Uncle Tom. And it shows their ignorance. Mm -hmm. Uncle Tom was not... The fucking turncoat, if you will. It was Sambo. Sambo was the bad fucking dude. It was the turncoat. Tom was actually trying to help you. Tom just got a bad rap for him, right? 
I know this shit. I'm smarter than what I'm smarter than what my GT score reflected at the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pretty this smart. is the woke league. Yeah, so <laughs> what we talked about, like how Obama never disrespected the military, right? Mm-hmm. And you just said like there were people that were in the military and people prior to that were all on this dick. I'm gonna give you an example of some shit that was fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were there at the time, but remember we had to wake up early as fuck in the morning and march from four ID side, the first calf side when Bush Yeah, came when Bush down. came down. Yeah, everybody had to come, right? Yeah, I remember that. Everybody March. was like, "No, nah, man, listen, you will fucking go into that fucking shit." That was my first. It don't week. fucking matter. Mm-hmm. When the tragic events happened in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. right? There were people that were like, "No, I don't want to go to the memorial because Obama's going to be there." Chain of command didn't let them go for that reason. Now, I have a friend that he didn't want to go because it kind of hit home. Then. Right, right. And so I was like, you know what? I understand that. I feel that. Right. I feel that a lot. So it is what it is. You're not saying it's political. You're saying that the memorial and everything hits home for you. Right. It's hitting the nerve. So I could understand that. But there were so many soldiers that were like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going. He's there. So that's disrespect, too. Yeah. Obama oh, never right. did say, unlike the current asshat, and people still support him, where he's not a war hero. I like my war heroes that wasn't captured. Mm-hmm. And people still fucking support him in the military. Oh, like, he's uh, disrespecting y'all. Like, I, I, I'm Obama never once said, I know more than the generals about ISIS. Uh, Obama was like, nah, man, listen, I need these Trust people. me, you, you, you're preaching the choir on that one. I, I'm with you on that. And that's definitely somewhere we're going to have to pick up again because we are near time here. And uh, right. we're definitely going to have to have you again after this. We're going to uh, uh, have the, I'm sure there's going to be some people out there who would like to have some questions for you. So just to let y'all know, uh, if you want some questions, I'm going to have Lee Hunt online again here with us on the pod. Uh, go ahead and get at me at onthegunline at gmail.com. That's onthegunline at gmail.com. And submit some questions for Hunt. Let me know what y'all think, uh, what you agree with, what you do disagree with. But come with facts. Come with facts. Don't come with just your ideas or your fucking, uh, or you know what? Come over here with your uninformed opinions. How about that? <laughs> That's what or we're going to Or you can come with facts. Here's the thing with facts, right? And what people don't know, because I know your time is limited. Facts are so tricky. Because you can spin facts left and right. Mm-hmm. For instance, I could say that 75% of America is not approved with the way that Trump is handling business. Mm-hmm. A person can counter, say, counter with saying, in a new poll, 25% of America says that they approve with what Trump is saying. I got that, but you're not saying what the other 75 said. Now, you can come with facts and statistics, but... Spin all that. Look at how many people they actually polled for this motherfucking... Uh, for these questions that they did. See, see how many, they poll like maybe like 300 people. Those 300 people speak for the rest of everybody else. They could suck a dick with that bullshit. And that goes on both ends. But with that being said, before we cut this out, I got two questions for you. Yes. One, do you still pull your pants down when you get drunk and scream, I'm Lee Hunt! I'm Lee Hunt! I know who that came from. I'm 99% (laughs) sure that came from Diaz. (laughs) No, actually it didn't. Oh God, no. <laughs> no, so I don't do that no more, man, because like I'm thirty seven years old right now. I'm not ratchet. I have like my kids are getting old, like I said, man, my kids are like teenagers. Right. So I don't do that shit no more, right? <laughs> Thanks to them. But no, man. I don't even listen, I actually cut down a lot of my drinking. Like I just had one, like I said, I had a twenty four ounce right now. Yes, sir. Shout out once again to Dosekis right now, if anybody's listening to Dosekis, shout out to y'all. Hey, premium beer, I hey. Y'all are beating the coronavirus. So I have, like, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's not Modelo have, time, like, it's Dos Equis yeah. time. Yeah, it's Modelo's, Modelo's El Negro time. You see? <laughs> <Fucking> up. <laughs> Damn, you know, I was trying to see, because I remember um, Diaz did have a question for you. And I think I was talking with him when he told me that instead. But I'm going to have to save it for the next time. I can't remember what it was, but it had to do with something about going downtown. And... um. Awesome. A reverse Oreo or something of that nature. Um, that's all I I, I I heard about that. It was something about a reverse Oreo going on. And uh, somebody was getting beat up. And then... Oh, no. Yeah, that's an interesting story, too, man. Like, I don't know if we have time, but that is an interesting story, man. Them motherfuckers... Yo. <laughs> that's an interesting story. <laughs> we'll go ahead and save it on that note. All right, y'all. Y'all have been on the gun line. I do appreciate y'all coming over here with me and hanging out. Thanks for uh, Lee. Thanks for hanging out with us, Hunt. It's been a great time with you. Definitely gonna have to have you again. 
And um, oh, no problem, brother. Oh, it's been a pleasure. You want to leave any words for these people before they go out? Uh, yes. Uh, one thing I want to say is Bernie twenty twenty man. Listen, get out and vote. I don't give a fuck if it's not your candidate. Like yo, you gotta vote fucking blue. You gotta get this fucking asshole out of fucking office, man. Because like I honestly have a feeling that he's gonna get it again. But Bernie twenty twenty. We will definitely discuss that one again. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us here on the gun line. Rounds complete and the mission. Gun line out. One for off. Ha <laughs> ha.